Saturday Night Hive. I'm Candice, and we are here to talk about the Selena Gomez Post Malone episode with my friend Hibba. Hello, Hibba. Hey, Candice. So, I think a lot of people know that the cold open this week opened with a sketch about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Hibba and I had a conversation about how there's too many conversations about the sketch, about the trial. So we're not really going to get into it because we frankly don't feel qualified to speak on it. However, let me start off by saying I love Selena Gomez. I love that woman so much (laughs) ever since Wizards of Waverly Place Mm -hmm. all the way to her amazing songs like Fetish and Boyfriend and A Year Without Rain. I love that woman. Hibba, do you share any of those sentimentalities? Yeah, I am glad that that's how you started off because that's exactly how I feel about her. Maybe it's just like people in our generation, but yeah, I feel like Selena Gomez really hasn't done anything wrong, which is like very rare for a child star. I also thought it was funny that like in her monologue, she was like, oh, you might know me from Barney. And I was like, girl, we all know you from Wizards of Waverly Place. Like that's not the thing. Um, But yeah, I feel like also she, like she continues to be relevant and she... Um, continues to evolve like she has done a bunch of different stuff like she's been an artist a producer uh, like actress singer all of that kind of stuff she's also like handled a lot of her challenges um that happen publicly because she's a celebrity very gracefully like i would say she's had some like health struggles like um she had lupus and like she's bipolar and she like talks about that stuff publicly um and she's like dated a bunch of celebrity guys who we know are not the best nick jonas justin bieber etc and like really like channeled her healing into her music and like came out better on the other side i also love her cooking show (gasps) yeah um, that came out (laughs) i watched it and it was so it's so endearing like i feel like selena gomez is just like a very endearing person and the way that she handles her celebrity um, it's, like, very professional, but also, like, still letting you in. Like, her cooking show is, like, her not knowing anything about cooking, like, running around her beautiful house trying to, like, learn from celebrity chefs. Um, but it's very funny, and I also love her, and now I'm wondering if everyone loves her, too. I mean, they better. You just hit some of Selena's best moments. I mean, starting from the top, I respect Selena so much for how candidly she's been about her weight just like the ups and downs the fluctuations and her ability to talk about the pressures of women both in the spotlight and out of it to look a certain way like I appreciate her talking about it a lot I mean we're also forgetting that homegirl is founder of rare beauty which I would argue is maybe one of the top three celebrity makeup brands right now when we're talking Kiki W we're talking Fenty I'm sure I forgot JLo it's fine but at the end of the day Selena Gomez is an actress, and she, I have to admit, is a very good actress. I Mm -hmm. watched Only Murders in the Building, which she was here to promote, and I actually really like her in the show. I think she was a really big pull for me to press play, Mm -hmm. and I will also say, I do think Selena Gomez is a very good celebrity. I am obsessed and actually so sad that her and The Weeknd broke up all those years and days ago because I loved them as a couple even Same. though like no one felt they were endgame I just thought they looked so good together yeah anyway. <laughs> I love that you brought up rare beauty because honestly like she's following in the footsteps of Rihanna which I feel yes. like I never thought of before but like I've only heard great things 
about rare beauty, um, including from my sister, who is like an aspiring lifestyle fashion makeup influencer and like loves all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, like I feel like it's just she's a smart businesswoman and like we all love that. Exactly. And this businesswoman, just like KKW, came out into this episode. I actually really loved her monologue because let me start by saying before this episode happened, I was like, wouldn't it be so funny if Selena walked out of SNL and hooked up with someone in a very mm. KKW Pete Davidson way? I jokingly was like, ha ha ha, what if it was Kyle Mooney? <laughs> and so when he showed up in her monologue, I was like, wow, I invented manifestation. Mm. However, Selena Gomez in that monologue did confirm that Kyle is married, so mm. <clears throat> downvote. However, I loved the Punky Johnson bit. I loved Selena's like tone and voice. She just has like this beautiful speaking cadence. It's soothing like a lozenge, and I just... <laughs> I'm both curious and terrified about who will slide into her DMs after this monologue, because at the end of the day, if you want something, you need to do something. And do she did. And so I have to say, if I was doing a monologue on SNL, this is totally the way I would go. Yeah, it was really a perfect way to handle like a sensitive subject, right? Like she was like, I'm single and like, let's make jokes about it. Um, I really love that she was like, SNL is a great place to find romance, like Pete Davidson and MGK. And then she said, Colin Jost. But instead of saying Colin, she said, Colin. I know, I know, I know. That was so disrespectful and I respect her for it. I love that so much because it's like, obviously she didn't do it on purpose because she's like very nice. It's just that like he's not important enough for exactly. her to like know how to say his name, which is so hilarious because he's like the head writer of the show. It was just like a beautifully humbling moment um, for him. Um, but I did really love the Punky Johnson bit, especially because... Like, the other two people were married, and Punky Johnson was the only actual, like, single and hot person. Um, that was pretty funny. We're going to do a quick hop and step through all of the sketches, because I think overall we actually like them. We have some mm. favorites, we have some not favorites, but I want to start with a quick thing about Bratz. So, I had the feeling that they converted the Costco Cut for Time, starring Bowen and 80, and yeah. converted it into a Bratz sketch, yeah. which I don't hate because it did make it onto air, so good for them. This wasn't exactly my favorite Selena performance. She seemed a little stilted, but at the mm. end of the day, anytime she, Bowen, and 80 can sing, I'm happy. Yeah. My favorite line from the sketch was that they were like, we're like God, but slutty. And that just was oh. like so such a ridiculous thing to say like so inappropriate and like it just like encapsulated how unhelpful they were to like the girl that they were trying to like that they have like showed up to help um but yeah that line is like stamped in my brain forever for better or for worse exactly um a sketch that is burned into my brain i love 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 the sketch it's old enough colon long-term boyfriends man this sketch was so funny first off mikey day playing selena gomez's boyfriend is a little weird but it's okay mm -hmm. we're dreaming <laughs> i have to say my favorite part of the sketch based off a japanese series that is currently uh, let's say being played on netflix i love the original series it makes me cry by how cute it is mm -hmm. my favorite part of the sketch is when mikey day runs into keenan mm -hmm. keenan ends the convo by just saying 
bye. I was like, oh my God, that's me at work every time I want to leave a Zoom. <laughs> like, this was just so cute. I literally am so happy that they did this. What did you think? Okay, so my favorite moment was so close to your favorite moment. And at the beginning, they tell us um, that he's 34, that Mikey Day's 34. And then he runs into Keenan, and Keenan's like, I'm 38 and a half, which is like, yep. So cringe because nobody who's like above the age of like seven counts their age in like half year increments. But it was so funny, very like smart comedy. Like I feel like um they took something that was like very relevant in pop culture, aka the, like this very cute show, and they made it like relatable to people's everyday lives. Like if you have ever dated a straight man in your life or even encountered one in the wild (laughs) you could relate to this sketch like very hard because for some reason they're just like incompetent at basic tasks um and so yeah so like it was it was just funny because it was like very true and like very relevant yeah and I think another sketch that is going quite viral is A Peek at Pico. What are your thoughts on this one, Hiba? Okay, so this one was really reminiscent uh, for me of like the talk show, the like Long Island talk show. Oh, Bronx Beat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, in that generation of SNL with Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler. So I was excited to see them do a talk show because I feel like that's like one of the like really good venues for sketch comedy. I think they kind of borrowed a running joke from other talk shows, maybe like the Diane Warwick one, where like they just kept interrupting their guests and they were like, okay, like you're done now. Um, I think the funniest thing about the sketch was just like the accents. So like Melissa Villasenor and Selena Gomez both had this like very funny accent, which like you couldn't completely understand everything that they were saying, Um, but they were kind of like speaking their own little language. I thought it was kind of a misfit that Mikey Day was like a correspondent for them. Oh. So that part, I was just like a little bit confused. Um, but I did like Chris Red going on as Lil Hubcap because I feel like that's a great name for a rapper. And I'm surprised that it's not already taken, to be honest. I think this sketch was an interesting move for Selena because even though like we all know her last name is Gomez I do think there is this interesting critique of how she doesn't exactly publicize or lean into her heritage as much as people would like her to to be Mm. fair she did just release a Grammy nominated album called Revelation it's all in Spanish however Mm. I think this is a side of Selena we don't see often to be fair she's not from Pico Rivera so that's but also Melissa Villasenor is from Whittier, which is not the same. And so yeah. it's interesting that they decided to step into this together. I'm with you, though, that I love Bronx Beat. And so any opportunity to bring a version of that back is exciting for me. What I find very funny is that apparently the city of Pico Rivera has uh, publicly said they don't like this sketch, which is really funny. No. Which is really, really funny. <laughs> it's not going to go anywhere, but I do love discourse. Anyway, uh, the next sketch I want to talk about is Irish Play. So this sketch kind of came off the news that Jesse Williams is in a Broadway play. He does have a nude scene in it, and someone took a photo of him during that scene, posted it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Phones are not allowed in that theater. And so I love this concept. It's very timely. 
And I do love the understudies. I love that the dialogue was moving so fast that I feel like they actually had to memorize instead of read cue cards. But I loved that Bowen played the Jesse Williams character, like the actor who was going nude, because look, I'm going to say it. In another universe, Selena would be going home with Bowen. I said what I said. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, without that context, I think for people who didn't know that, the sketch would have been so confusing. Right. Um, because I did know that, but I only learned it after I watched the sketch. So then I was like, oh, they weren't just like making it up. Um, I do think it was funny. Like the, the, this is kind of the thing where like, comedy meets the real world not just because of like the situation that you're talking about but also because i went to see a play recently and the four main characters were all played by understudies because everyone got covid and so this was like a really plausible like when when they started off with that sketch i was like oh this is so relevant and relatable like that just happened to me um, and the, even like when they started the play, the director had to come out on the stage and be like, hey, guys, like you might notice that like we have not one, not two, not three, but four mm. understudies tonight. And like they're all fantastic. Like I want to assure you the play is still going to be good. And like me as like a person who like likes art and theater, but like what isn't like super phased by stuff like that. Like I didn't go to see the original you right. know, actors or actresses. I was like I, I was like, this is not a huge deal for me. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really funny. Eva, just because I want to answer our readers' questions, did you write this sketch? Oh my god, absolutely not. Because I love that this happened to you. That's crazy. Yeah, an amazing rate. So moving on to a pre-tape, Intuition. So I actually really liked this song. I did not need Selena to rap in it, but Hiba's yeah. favorite thing happened. Post Malone was in it, and I actually... Ugh. We're going to talk about Post Malone later, but I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. I thought Post Malone was good in this. I thought the song was fun. I was dancing the whole time. I love Punky mm -hmm. in this. I do want to ask, did you believe Chris Red and Selena Gomez as a couple? Yeah, I feel like I didn't, but he is always like the boyfriend when they do musical short kind of sketches. Right. And so I feel like I've gotten used to him just like dating whatever like hot celebrity girl. Um like is hosting the show so it's like i don't know it's not a question of believability like it's it's so funny because i feel like this is the exact definition of like normalizing something like uh. normalizing <laughs> that chris red will always be the boyfriend um but i i did really like the sketch um like you said i love when the musical guest gets to be a part of sketches um which post malone did not once, but actually twice. And I also love when they actually sing, mm -hmm. um, like, in the musical short. So, um, yeah, I thought it was really funny. And, like, I think the question I always ask for when they do musical shorts is, like, would I download this on Spotify? And I would say, yes. Like, it was a bop, mm. I would say. Absolutely. I also think them watching Pitch Perfect was so funny because I love Pitch Perfect. It is my basic mm -hmm bitch comfort movie and <laughs> i just think this was a real fun one i also want to mm -hmm. move on to guidance counselors heba what did you think of this sketch um okay so first of all whenever i see ego and bowen together love that combination i know it's going to be a strong sketch um i thought it was really a concise sketch like i feel like one of my criticisms is that 
some of the sketches just like appear to go on for too long and they just like keep hitting the same joke um this sketch they got right away into it because they were like basically like we're guidance counselors we're here to tell you what to do our advice is to be models Mm. so like there wasn't like a lot of build-up but it was so ridiculous and like so funny that like they didn't need a lot of build-up and then they brought selena out and they made her be like i think they named her ninny and Mm. they like were like giving advice to the students and one of their advice like they were like how tall are you she was like five six and they were like be taller like you gotta work on that (laughs) which like obviously you can't just like become taller as a full-grown adult um but yeah i really like this one i feel like um they cut it off at the right moment like they made their jokes it was ridiculous um they did like basically like three hits and then they closed it out and so i feel like it did what it needed to do um i also thought it was funny for selena to get to play this like very like superficial like model girl character because that's not like she's objectively hot we know that she's like a hot celebrity girl but she's a very like humble hot girl and i think like it's kind of funny for her to be this like airheaded model and to like give her a little bit um more like less groundedness i guess than some of her other characters sure yeah uh, moving on to weekend update. So, first off, Hippo and I both hate Baby Yoda. So I was not happy to see Kyle Mooney put on all of that prosthetic for it. However, I think we should talk about the Sarah Sherman Studio Tour. Because I loved it. Okay, so I, like, I feel like I'm still deciding how I feel about Sarah Sherman because... On one hand, me and her share a love of teasing Colin Jost Mm -hmm. and, like, just poking fun at him. On the other hand, like, she, in line with her nickname or comedy name, performer name, Sarah Squirm, like, her comedy makes people squirm. Mm. And, like, that's just not my favorite type of comedy. Like, makes you uncomfortable. Um, But she did a lot of funny things to expose Colin Jost. I also think this idea of, like, having a Weekend Update correspondent is very brilliant because... If you're a cast member, especially a new cast member, you're, like, looking to find ways to, like, develop characters on the show. And if you're interested in Weekend Update, there's not that much you can do besides, like, make a cameo appearance as someone ridiculous, like Baby Yoda. But the idea of them having, like, a correspondent, I was like, hmm, maybe, like, she's going to become a correspondent one day in the future. Like, maybe they're foreshadowing something. Um, I also love when they do, like, at the backstage tours. They didn't go all the way, but I think they do. They try. I feel like they try to do that, like, twice a season or something like that. So that was pretty good. I will give Sarah Sherman props because I feel like... So given that she is still in her first season of SNL, I feel like I really understand her brand of comedy and I really know her. Like, I feel like she came and she made her mark. And I saw her a bunch, and, like, one of the ways she was able to do that is by having this, like, very strong, pronounced dislike for Colin Jost. Mm. Um, like, like I love the Angelo sketch, but I can say that, like, we really didn't see Aristotle Atari in, like, anything else that was notable. And, like, I regret that. Like, I wish he was in more stuff. Um, but, like, yeah, power to Sarah for really, like, coming on, making a mark. And, like, even though her comedy is not the comedy that I love... I really did love this piece and I feel like she is like able to like build um, a bond with the audience and all of us who like love making fun of Colin. Yeah, I agree. I do think Sarah Sherman on the cast, along with Bo and and Ego, are probably our closest proxies, at least to our generation and our demographic. I am Mm -hmm. with you in that Sarah Sherman's 
humor is not exactly my humor, but I think I like it enough and I think I can get there if I want to. And I agree. We love a studio tour. I think it's funny you use the word correspondent because I do think that if we can update how to correspond it, it was sent it would essentially be the Daily Show. But Sarah Sherman, mm-hmm. I think, would do great on the Daily Show because mm-hmm. the whole point of the Daily Show is to have a cast of characters, the correspondents, who get to be like so different, so specific, so niche, and it works because Trevor Noah always remains the same. And so and also, let's be clear, Trevor Noah, Colin Jost, they're not even on the same level. Also, I feel like Trevor Noah's book is better than Colin's, but we wouldn't know because we didn't read Colin's, or did we? <laughs> I have it. I haven't read it yet. Someone yeah. gifted it to me. I, I must say I did not purchase it. Mm, yeah, HIPAA can't be bought. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that was kind of Weekend Update, and now we go on to the musical portion of our episode, Post Malone. Hiba, I need to know what you think about Post Malone, about his performance. Do you like him? Okay, I have so many feelings about Post Malone. Um, most of them are really positive. Honestly, I really like him. Um, I couldn't exactly pinpoint why. Actually, I can give you two specific examples. Um, so I really love um, his song Psycho that just like, honestly, it's always a banger. Every time I play it, it's like stays on my playlist. Like it doesn't rotate off. And every time it comes up, I'm like, oh yeah, I like this song. Nice. And I let it play. Like I don't skip it. Yeah. So the second instance, which I can pinpoint, is that um, he does this bit where he goes to Olive Garden in Times Square with Jimmy Fallon, and I really, really love it. It's super funny. It's like a few years old now, but basically he just like takes Jimmy Fallon to dinner, and like apparently he loves Olive Garden, um, which is just like one of the many like down to earth relatable things about him. And they like order all this stuff, and then they get like a bucket of croutons. I think mm, he's like very mm-hmm. into croutons. Um, but it's pretty funny like I think in general like Post Malone is this like very funny relatable guy like the, I don't feel like there's a lot of like controversy around him like whenever he does an interview or something like that like it's just like him being a normal nice guy despite the fact that like he has tattoos on his face and he's a celebrity rapper um, so yeah I feel like also he like more recently um, or maybe not, like, maybe it's on brand for him. He kind of just, like, subverts the norm in the positive way. So, like, he was wearing, like, skirts in his, like, performances and a lot of, like, stuff like that, right? I feel like Post Malone is the type of guy where, like, you could tell him any piece of news and he would be, like, accepting and supportive and, like, oh, just, sure. like, a good friend. So, yeah, I think, like, I kind of feel the same way about him as I feel about Selena Gomez where it's, like, these are celebrities that like they live such different lives than me but like I would want to actually be friends with them and I feel like their celebrity doesn't interfere with like them being a good person which is like more than we can say for a lot of other celebrities. So I have to say this when it comes to Post Malone I do consider him a shameless and for me just meaning I don't tell people I like his songs for example I did actually really like White Iverson. I liked the song with mm-hmm. Justin Bieber, Deja Vu. I liked I Fall Apart. I liked Hollywood's Bleeding. He's just someone that I actually think after a few albums, I see him more as a pop star than a rapper nowadays, which is fine. Taylor Swift did it. Just kidding. She was from country. But country is interesting because Post Malone is kind of known for infusing a southern twang, a southern sensibility and style of vocalization 
into his music, which I think is great. Like, find your influences. Now, Hib and I, and most people should be, always skeptical of a white man in rap. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I hope your mind goes straight to Jack Harlow because mm-hmm. Hibba and I have a hard time debating this. I think Post Malone is a generic version of Jack Harlow. I'm honestly so offended by that. Post Malone was like, has been out here, like has been famous longer than Jack Harlow, I think. And like, yeah, I don't know. I, I also feel like, okay, so my thing with Jack Harlow, which like, makes me always remain skeptical of him is that like he wants it like he's chasing the big thing and like he's gotten pretty famous but like he's very like like his idol drake he's very like might behave badly once he gets celebrity but he's like playing the nice guy card where he like pretends that he's not like a womanizer or like Mm -hmm. pretends that he's not trying to be a womanizer whereas like i feel like Post Malone is just like shows up authentically as who he is as like a nice good person like I have a hard time believing that Jack Harlow is actually as nice as he tries to curate his image of being whereas like Post Malone like doesn't really have a curated image in that way and so and I'm less skeptical of him and like you said it's really difficult for me and us to not be skeptical of white men because they do a lot of sketchy things but yeah I don't know I, d- I am surprised that Post Malone has stayed famous this long, to be mm-hmm, honest. Mm-hmm. That means that there's, like, a fan base out there, even though it's not, like, particularly us. I think that's fair. Actually, what I'm realizing, too, is maybe not that Post Malone is a version of Jack Harlow, but that he's the predecessor of Jack Harlow in the way that Ed mm-hmm. Sheeran is the predecessor of every single white boy with a guitar. So in this scenario, like, Jack Harlow is Shawn Mendes, Post Malone is Ed Sheeran. And I think that makes sense to me. I also think you're right in that I have no doubt that Austin Post Malone is nice. That if I saw him at a press juicery, that he would be nice. You're Mm. right that Jack Harlow still has a long way to go before he's like a fully planted artist, but also a fully planted celebrity. Mm. And do I still stream Post Malone? Yes, I do. And that is my own shame but i'm just waiting for controversy to put my (laughs) spotify session onto private but going into his actual performance you know i will say i thought it was really funny when his mic pack dropped out of the back of his pants i like his (laughs) new dance moves i will probably be listening to his new album while driving home at night this summer but i will also say for his second song i kind of wanted him to do hollywood's bleeding but i understand Mm -hmm. we all have singles to promote did you have thoughts on his performance yeah i like the first one more like i think it was i think it was cool that he brought up people that were featured both times like i feel like for me, I was like, oh, this is on brand for him to, like, help other artists. I don't know why I like Post Malone so much. Honestly, I'm, like, discovering a surprisingly deep connection to him. It, it really might have just been the Olive Garden sketch that, like, won me uh, over. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I like the first one. Um, I thought his dancing was, like, so bad. But mm. it was kind of like when Drake danced in that one yeah. music video and then it became a meme. Yeah. And he, like, was clearly enjoying himself. Um, so yeah, I like that one. Roddy Rich came up. I really liked Roddy Rich's sweater. Um, and then yeah, he in the second one, it was more like you said, it was more like rock, like pop than it was like rapping. 
Um, so not my favorite song, but like you said, like he has to do what he has to do to promote his stuff. I did really like like the fashion statement. He was I mean, maybe it's not like crazy for like uh straight men to like wear skirts these days. Um, but he's a big guy and it was like a like it's so noticeable whenever he does anything. Um, so I like that he did that and then um even like in the end when they were like closing out, he like changed it to a different outfit with skirts in mm. Crocs, which I didn't enjoy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm generally a fan of his. And if you feel that way too, I hope you enjoyed all the compliments I just like randomly gave this man. <laughs> I know. There was a lot going on in this episode that we liked, which does lead me to ask the question, Hibba, what is your ranking of this episode? Okay, so... I would like to give this episode like a nine. Is that too excited? <gasps> sure, Maybe sure. like eight point eight nine. Sure. Um, uh, baby monitors, mm. which was a weird sketch that <laughs> was so funny. Um, but yeah, I generally like. I feel like Selena Gomez delivered what I was hoping she would deliver. Um, and I think she did a good job being in a lot of the sketches. Um. I think Post Malone did great. He was in two of the sketches, which is really good. I generally just had a good time and I had a lot to say about each sketch, which I think is like a good sign. Um, I was pretty engaged. Like there was a lot of original commentary that was like either politically relevant to today or just like a funny like original sketch idea. Um, And yeah, it really captured my attention in the way that like the Benedict Cumberbatch episode really didn't capture my attention um i was like hoping that this would be a good episode but like i maybe also like wasn't expecting myself to rate selena gomez at a nine i was just like oh she's gonna do well um and the fact that she like exceeded my expectations um i think like maybe rate it higher as well like i was engaged the whole time um and it was a pretty fun episode i think that's fair i think for me i'm gonna rate this episode 8.7 sephoria's I was so excited when Selena Gomez was announced as the host. I almost wanted to like DM her on IG and be like, congrats, so excited as if we were friends. But I think that's kind of who Selena Gomez is to us. Like we've Mm -hmm. grown up with her. Even if you didn't watch Barney, even if you didn't watch Wizards of Waverly Place, like she's kind of representative of the young millennials of pop culture Mm -hmm. right now. And I would argue Post Malone occupies that similar space in the music industry right now which is that mm-hmm. he represents the youths but the youths have grown up since we first heard white iverson and so yeah this was an episode that i feel was very much targeted to our demographic and i enjoyed it because for that same reason i think selena did surprise me i'm just so happy she still has those comedy chops because i always forget that wizards of waverly yeah. place was like a very standard sitcom and yeah. her whole character was very uh she had very deadpan dry humor and we just don't really get to see that from her anymore and i think i would argue we don't really get to see the selena gomez and only murders often either and she's getting like emmy buzz for that which is exciting and surprising and i'm so curious to see what happens when nomination time comes around but overall i wish i was in the studio for this episode and that's how i know i had a good time if i wish i was there yeah i really like that um i think you're right like she's just the right person for us because we grew up with her and so we're always going to be rooting for her 
Um, and yeah, she really delivered. So we're going to step out, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. Next week, it is going to be the finale, not only of Saturday Night Live, but our podcast for the season. But it'll be a good one. So, Hiba, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. And we will see you all next time. <laughs>